0: This is the Break Free Podcast with Ashley Winston, where we talk about all things faith, business, and life. Ashley Winston is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, international speaker, author, and business advisor. Let's join her as she begins. I'm so excited to have a special guest with me, Miss Linda Yates. She is an image, presentation, an executive coach, a leadership consultant, keynote speaker, author. And the host of Interrupt Podcast, which I had the privilege of being on at the end of last year, had an awesome time with you and so much of of a good time that I said, let's have her on the Break Free Podcast.
1: So welcome, Linda. Thank you, Ashley. It is an honor, truly an honor to be with you today. Thank you. And do you care, Ashley, if I take a photo of us really fast? Because no, I'm, I'm so old school. I'm not sure that I can remember how to do the screen grab. So let oh, me wait, please go ahead. Do okay, what you've got to do. Gonna
0: take a, I'm just going to take a shot here. Right, this is a show about freedom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that. Because I am honored. It's not very often I get to go on someone else's podcast. So I'm like, okay, we're gonna we're going to talk about this.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to have you here. You know, I thought that we had such a great conversation um, at the end of last year, and I kind of just wanted to continue that, but frame it more around your work in corporate and just more about your story. So okay. I read that you call yourself the image energizer. What does that mean? Tell us more.
1: <laughs> what does that mean? Well, first off, it was working with a business coach that we came up with that. So I You know, I I coach and I believe in coaches. And so I I figured I should take my own medicine.
0: Uh, Was there a story or anything that led you to the aha moment? Because I know my business, there was definitely an aha when, you know, the Break Free Be Unstoppable concept was downloaded and it was totally unexpected. I was going in a completely different direction. So how did that go for
1: you? Absolutely. Well, I've always... Well, I've always been fascinated with light and the sun. And the joke is, people would say to me, "Wow, how come you have so much energy?" And I'm like, "Oh, I don't know. I'm solar powered, and just because I I love light and need that light. And I get really moody and blue even when it's like one day of clouds. So anyway, but when I was a when I was a teenager, uh, almost teenager, quite frankly, I got involved with an organization that taught. Mostly women about skincare and makeup and clothes and fashion. And I am number five of seven children. I was a second daughter after 11 years. And I told myself, it was never told to me, but I interpreted that I wasn't the smart one and I wasn't the pretty one. And when I got involved with this organization, this trainer she as she spoke, I saw and felt the potential in me. And I knew that at age 13, I wanted to be doing that I wanted to be helping others tap into what was possible for them. And so I knew very early, the very young age that that's what my destiny would include at some point. And that's what I wanted. So as time has went on, I would I've been work I've worked in corporate America for many many 30 plus years and in multiple industries and the common theme in all these different industries was the organization I worked for they would say Linda share our message because I would just get so excited and I'd be so energetic about it so I was always being put on the stage and speaking and I was always the one quite frankly that was first contact to represent that organization so if for those of you that have watched Star Trek or watched the movie First Contact, I was always that first contact person. So I was that that again, that first image, that first experience. And then again, this dream of working with individuals and organizations, helping them find what was possible for them. I started working with different People started reaching out to me, different professionals, attorneys, people running for political office, They're like, hey, Linda, would you help me with my clothes? Hey, Linda, would you help me with my public speaking? Hey, Linda, would you help me with with my makeup and my executive presence? And I knew that that's kind of where my calling was, and that's really my sweet spot. But really the the trigger with regard to image and what I've discovered through my research and through my experiences and through working with my clients is that our image is always projecting out, always. It's just like the sun. So again, that sun and that light. We feel the light right now. I'm in coastal Georgia. The sun is gorgeous. I have this big, beautiful window. Light is coming in on me. There's blue sky. Light is coming in on me. And just like when you lay in the sun or you're out in the sun, your skin reflects back at the light because we're soaking it in. And then the longer you stay out, right, you reflect even more. And I, I call that that a transference of energy. Well, our image does the exact same thing. So when we feel good about ourselves, we put out this energy of positivity, of confidence. And so we put it out and is whatever we put out, though, actually, it actually comes back to us. So everything that I coach and work with individuals and organizations on are these different aspects. I have 15 different, what I call them, rays that impact the image. And again, they broadcast out, but it's always broadcasting in. And so that's kind of my story.
0: I love it. That's so true. When you feel good about yourself and you're confident, it definitely shows up in how you respond to others, but I agree it comes right back to you, you know. You know, I l- always like to take take it Bible, right? But it's like you reap what you sow and we think mm-hmm. about that as it relates to um actions that we take or in church culture it's like, you know, financial, right? We're sowing. But just mm-hmm. your presence is a form of a seed as well. How you're showing up to an environment, you know, and <laughs> yeah. all counts. Thank you for sharing that with us. And you already said this, and I I thought you might say it, you know, in giving your explanation. And you did. You said nothing is impossible, right? And that shows up a lot in your marketing as well. And as a woman of Mm -hmm. faith, I absolutely relate to that. Um, But I love that you're using that in the corporate space, right? So what does that mean to you? And why is that A thread and the theme throughout your work in your marketing.
1: I know that nothing is impossible. I just know it because I've seen it in my own life. I've seen it in my clients' lives. When you say, you know, in a corporate space, can you say that? And I, I believe you can. And I've, I've been bold enough to, to do that and embrace that because that's always how I felt. So a corporation when you say that and they think, well, but you don't know our corporation, you don't know our people, you don't know our systems or lack thereof, you don't know our client base, you don't know how the economy is impacting us, da 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 da. da. And yes, if you look at everything, it can be overwhelming and daunting. But just like eating an elephant, it is one bite at a time and taking one aspect. And I love James Clear's book on atomic habits. And one of the things he talks about in that book is doing even having your systems improved by even just 1%. And so if you're doing that and you're taking the time to really pull everything apart like this puzzle and take each aspect and spend just a little time in what could we do if we could do something better in this area... Just a little bit, what would that be? And by doing that and you then start getting the momentum of stacking all these different things, you can see what is possible for your organization. Things that you wouldn't have thought possible or possible.
0: It's amazing. You're right. When you take on that perspective, if you just think, okay, how can I improve as a leader, as a CEO, just 2% today? What would that look like? And being intentional and taking Mm -hmm. just a few minutes to even journal or reflect on that it's amazing how you can begin to see the, a bigger change over time. Right. Um, you know, greatness. Absolutely. It's a bunch of small things done well over time, not just being great, you know, perfect every single day, which I think we sometimes think we should be, you know, like that or or be perfect. We put so much pressure on ourselves, Mm -hmm. but yeah, just that
1: 2% can go a long way. Yeah. That consistency and that, Progress over perfection, I think, is one of the things that I've been leaning into.
0: I agree. I always say the commitment when I'm feeling pressured uh, or tempted to, you know, to adopt the mentality that I have to be perfect. I always say to myself, this is even in working out or whatever, or I say the commitment, Ashley, is progress, not perfection. And I redirect myself. All of life, I'm going to be growing and changing. You're not going to get it right all the time. But am I growing? Am I progressing? So thank you for sharing that, um, Linda. And speaking of, you know, believing in God and knowing that all things are possible um, with him and and through him, I'm certain that you've had some challenges in your career as an entrepreneur or solopreneur, as you said, um, but also just your days in corporate. Um, Can you share Something that a challenge that you faced and how you were able to overcome it.
1: One of the biggest challenges that I have faced is the again, it comes back to image, this image that that I am too strong or too confident or sometimes i've been told i'm intimidating (laughs) just once or twice (laughs) and and that has been a challenge because some people don't know they they feel like they feel like i'm putting on an air until they get to know me and so the challenge for me has been to break down that wall in the very get-go and i think part of that too is showing the authenticity that I that I bring to the to the table and one of my most recent clients said to me who's gotten to know me over the last several years he said to me he said you have so many layers and they he didn't notice that right off right off the bat I give this this aura of perfectionism <laughs> and actually I'm doing a program for an HR week in the next month on eradicating imposter syndrome. So again, that perfectionism is an aspect. So I think that has quite frankly been one of my one of my challenges throughout my career has been that 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 error doesn't occur. I mean, it's it's great that I am confident and I am confident. But let me tell you, there's a lot of insecurities in there, just like everyone else. I've had to fight through things. I've had to stand my ground. And also, quite frankly, being put into a leadership position and creating an entire department from the ground up. And then as new people were hired, that then felt threatened. And again, it was that... It was that yin and that yang of trying to blend that mix and that, you know, I am not a threat to you. And if we work together, I believe that the pie doesn't get smaller if we if we seek out each other's interests. I believe that everything just gets bigger. There's just more possibility. There's more growth. There's more profitability if we seek each other's interests rather than try to cut one another down.
0: I'd love for you to share with our listeners what that looked like when you kind of nipped that in the bud from the jump of the client. And if you have an experience where you had to do that in your personal life, I would love for you to share that as well.
1: So uh, I'll start with my personal life first, because it's maybe in some ways, maybe a little easiest, and it just kind of popped to mind. So I've been married to my husband, it'll be in the next couple months will be 39 years that we've been married. I met him when I was 17. Okay. And he is very handsome man. And I, I just knew instinctively that he would not talk to me if I didn't talk to him first. (laughs) And so I was at a a healthcare center at, at college, and he came in that health care center as well i was there with a roommate so i said to doug i said what's your major <laughs> and he he was he was working on his forms and he looked up he's like oh i said interior design and so we started talking and then my friend came out from her appointment and we were getting ready to leave and my friend she's very bold she says so did you get her name and number and he's like, Well, she told me her name, I forgot it. But anyway, so because of that meeting, and when I was at college at age 17, and we met then and we were married six months later. <laughs> so I I know he would never have spoken to me had I not brushed that conversation right off the bat. So that that's definitely one right off the bat. I have found I Quite frankly, I am an ambivert, if, if your listeners are familiar with what that is. I'm not quite an introvert, but I'm not an extrovert either. And I, quite frankly, I get exhausted after I get up on stage, and I'm on stages a lot. I am so wiped out because I put everything out there and to be this extrovert, but then I have to like really come back into myself. And so for me to say hello first... I mean, when his brother, his one brother met me when we were almost engaged, he said, well, she's, she's gorgeous, but does she talk? And Doug's like, does she talk? (laughs) So anyway, that was, that was a thing I had to overcome personally, professionally. There was this one particular gentleman that was over another department in this organization I worked with, and I just felt like he just didn't like me and, but it took time, and what I found is I just had to continue to seek him out, to seek his interests, to engage in just kind, gracious conversation. So that was one aspect of it. So that was, again, the, those soft skills. But the technical skills were that I would, I would jump through hoops to meet his questions, his deadlines, to help assist and facilitate in projects that I was over that he was participating in in any way that I could and those walls then began to break down and when my time with that organization left I would have to say that he's probably one of the people I felt the closest to which initially you know I never thought that would would have been the case
0: Isn't it amazing how that happens though you know you you basically got a harvest off of what you sowed right? We sowed the basically unconditional mm-hmm. service and love because that's really what it is when you decide to humble yourself and service to mm-hmm. someone else regardless of how you're being treated and you ended up getting a harvest in that same relationship that doesn't always happen right but that's beautiful that was your experience um right and that's great linda um in your time in corporate america you know i know you just talked about a challenge you had as it relates to how you were perceived initially in a lot of scenarios. Did you ever face any type of discrimination because you were a woman?
1: Yeah, I definitely did. I, I also, Mm -hmm. oh, this so many years ago, there was this group of individuals I was working with. There were, they were mostly men. And it, and because I was the first female leader to break into the C-suite was, you know, a challenge, and I remember this one group that was working on this one project and they were talking about things that need to be done and they kept saying, well, we'll have the girls do this, we'll have the girls do that and girls, girls, girls. And for some reason, it just all of a sudden stuck on me and I just spoke out and I said, could we refer to them as women? Mm-hmm. And, they're like, and they were like shocked, right? But the... It's, and they were oh okay, and you know so they kind of joked about it a little bit, and and I was just frustrated because to me, and I know that some may be listening, and there may be some in the part, parts of the country that are like wait wait that's just common that's just what that's what we're called we're girls that's what we refer to us, and in fact one of the women that worked at this organization, she kind of spoke out against me. In that that in that regard, and basically said, I like being called a girl. It makes me feel young, and I just thought, yeah, but how is that elevating our status in this group of good old boys? And basically, what I said in that conversation is, I'm not for referring to you. I've never referred to you as the boys. I've never heard what do the boys think. And if I ever said that in any type of boardroom
0: setting or a side conversation, I'm certain I would receive a tremendous amount of backlash. So I hear what you're saying. Um, And, you know, you talking about the woman responding to you um, in that way. And, you know, her actually liking it. That's interesting as
1: well. Yes. Yeah, it was very interesting. It was very enlightening, (laughs) which quite frankly, I, I mean, I still would speak out on things that I disagreed with, (laughs) which, you know, I am no longer with that organization. So I was with them for six years and we did a lot of good, but, but I, yeah, that really, that caught me so off guard, but yet I shouldn't have been surprised as I think about my past and some of the experiences I've had the amazing blessing of working with leaders, both male and female that saw the possibility in me. So again, it comes back down to that. Some amazing leaders that embraced my strengths, helped me mitigate my weaknesses, and really let out and sponsored me and believed in me. Highly educated people, and then quite frankly... probably should have looked down their nose at me of like, what is this kid? No, because I started in the workforce very young in the professional world. But I didn't experience that when I stepped into the workforce. Now, as time went on, I had the complete opposite. And so the gift of that blessing of seeing that was then so, so glaring when I didn't have that and experience that.
0: That's good that you were able to kind of step up to the plate though, right? Because people can take an interest in you and see that you are gifted, but you still have to represent, (laughs) you got to show up Um, and, and kind of, I would say like earn your keep, so to speak, right? Like I belong, you know, I belong here. This is the the right move. Um, And I, I think that's, I think that's better displayed through your actions than it is what you say.
1: You know, the whole, are you walking the walk and not just talking the talk? Exactly, Um, because results speak for themselves.
0: According to the Harvard Business Review, the entry-level workforce in corporations is approximately half women and half men, but the proportion of women drops slightly at entry level. About 38% of managers are women, 33% are directors, 28% are senior vice presidents, and 21% C-suite executives. We've made a lot of progress in general, right, in this area as far as women leaders um, taking their places in different industries, but there's a lot of work that still needs to be done and a lot of education that still needs to happen. And conversations like these, um, I think, help. What would you tell a woman who's listening right now who is either aspiring to be in high-level leadership um, or is on that path or maybe just in it already and know she needs to be an entrepreneur.
1: Well, it applies to both. And I believe it it comes back down to this core value of mind and belief, believe truly that it is possible for you, whatever it is that you want. To get really, really clear about what it is you want to do what you say you're going to do to to show up, Is One of of the biggest ways to be successful is the number one way to be successful is to show up. But the second caveat to that is to follow up. So ask for what you want. Go for what you want. And do do what you need to do to build your self-awareness. But it really starts in the mind and seeing yourself and having that vision of where it is you want to be even seeing that in the very beginning and starting there that would be probably the the couple of things that i would say
0: where do you see your career going next i mean you're an author image consultant, like all of these hats that you wear what what's next linda
1: why that's a that's a that's a good question you know i've always kind of wondered that i think it'll just be the continue to be the same i I'm working on a, another book. I have a book out now called Beyond the Clothes: Image and Presence. I also have some audio programs that are six steps to energize your personal brand, and another ebook of Uncover the Possible: Twelve Steps to Success. But I'm currently working on a book in leadership, specifically in leadership, and then, quite frankly, another book is in the 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 back burner, next to then come up to the table after the leadership book gets finished the draft I'm on chapter 12 of 15 right now (laughs) on the leadership book but the next book after that will be actually be a book about perfectionism so more writing more more speaking more quite frankly the goal for me is to be out to resonate with who it is that I'm supposed to help and that's really that's that's my goal is you know, I, I know I'm not going to help everyone. I know that not everyone is going to see things as I see them by any means. And, you know, they don't have to. But I'm, I'm here to be a guide to, to help the individual or a team realize what's, what's possible for them. That's really the way I roll.
0: <laughs> what's possible for you? I love it. That's a great question to ask yourself if you're listening today. What's possible for me? What is it that I want Linda, thank you so much for being on the Break Free podcast today. It's been such a pleasure. How can our listeners get in
1: touch with you? past linkedin is a great way to connect with me and the best way probably there would be to say hey i heard you on ashley's podcast and i'd love to to chat further or connect with you because i'm looking to build my connections again my goal is to share these messages that i have in the past and that are building and know to again whoever they can help because th- that's where i'm at i want to help who i can help So LinkedIn is a great way. And then last but but not least, you can check me out on my website. There's several different things there, but it's Linda with an I, H is in happy, yates.com. So Linda with an I, H, middle initial, yates.com. And I would love to love to connect.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Break Free Podcast. Remember, this is the place where we show up, tell the truth and do the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. Until next time.